This is Hers to Tell, Season 1, Episode 2, on February 10th. This is your host, Christine Andern. Hers to Tell is a podcast that is for anyone who might be struggling with anxiety or insecurity or just someone who needs a boost of confidence. At Hers to Tell, we interview and bring together women who are willing to share their stories of struggles and overcoming adversity, which will lend advice to anyone who might be struggling with the same thing. Other topics we have will include attracting more positivity in your everyday life, advice from a wellness coach, and breathing techniques that will help you eliminate anxieties. That being said, these tools and advice from everyday women will help us to build a community that surrounds people with love and support. So tonight we have Miss Christina Pretzel here. Christina and I met at a Bible study social event, and as soon as I met her, I could just feel the room light up with how joyful she was and how passionate and excited she was. And we hit it off two months ago. Yeah, it was when we met, it was just like, oh, we're going to be friends. <laughs> <laughs> Christina, thanks for making it here. I know a bunch of you can't uh, see the weather, but it's snowing outside. And for those who are listening from outside of the state, we've gotten about 30 plus inches of snow in the last four days. It's been nuts. <laughs> so I really appreciate you being here. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me. How do you pronounce your last name? So, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> my opa would say that it's supposed to be pronounced pretzel, but yet he calls us pretzel. Um, but actually, <laughs> so it's, it's German, um, but pretzel actually means little prayer in German. Oh, and wow. this is because, so the Germans, they used to, um, they used to pray by crossing their arms um, over their chest. So, like, if you put your hands on your shoulders, like, your opposite shoulders, it actually makes, like, what looks like an upside-down pretzel. If you, like, look at your hands, it's, like, an upside-down pretzel. Um, but they used to, like, make those, like, during Lent, they would make those shapes, and that's how the pretzel, like, got developed. And it means little prayer. So it would be, like, remind them to pray. So they made pretzels and be like, okay, pray. So they would, like, cross their arms. So that's what my last name means, actually. So that's pretzel, so cool. pretzel, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever you want to call me, I'll respond to both. <laughs> Sounds great. Are your parents both German? No, my dad is German. My mom is Polish. Thanks for sharing those facts with us. Yeah. <laughs> Family life is is important. Um, so where are you from? I'm from Ohio. I grew up near Cleveland, and I moved out here in August. August? Mm -hmm. Wow, you're a newbie to Denver. Yes. I didn't realize you've only been here for, what is that... Six, six months? months, I think. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yep, six months. <laughs> wow. What has your yeah. experience been like so far? It's been amazing. It's a lot sunnier out here, which is really nice. <laughs> um, also, mountains are good to hike. We don't have any of those back in Ohio. <laughs> and, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and there are a lot of friendly people around here. I like it a lot. There's yeah. friendly people in Ohio, too, but it's been great. Yeah. I really like it here. I'm glad I moved. That's awesome. So do you spend a lot of time in the mountains or what are some of your favorite hobbies? Yeah, so I spend a lot of times out a lot of time outdoors. Um, I like to run and walk and hike and I'm learning how to ski now that I've moved here. And wow, anything you can imagine outdoors I, I would like to either do or try. So 
Yeah, I spend a lot of time in the, in the mountains <laughs> if I can. Is there anything you do indoors? <laughs> uh, let's see. I go to sleep. <laughs> That's about it. I, well, I also, I play music, so I like to play the piano and sing. Whoa. And I also play guitar. So, I do, yeah, I do that stuff inside. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> That's about it. Piano and guitar and sing. Yeah. All I'm, at the same time. Well, That's yeah, oh, a yeah, lot of talent. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually really bad at the guitar, so that, not so much, but I like to play the piano a lot. And sing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, do you like to write your own songs, or how do you play music? Yeah, so I, um, I've i written, like, about 30 songs. Um, Whoa. I, yeah, so I really like, um, like, Al Fitzgerald and Frank Sinatra style of music. And the songs that I write, write are sort of in that style. They're, um, yeah, I guess you could call them maybe, like, contemporary jazz, maybe, if you were to classify them. Um, but I, so the first song I wrote actually was in college, um, it was my freshman year of college and I wasn't trying to write a song at all. I was just kind of like singing, (laughs) I don't know what I was doing and, and then it just like became a song and I was like, oh, I'm going to write that down. (laughs) That's, (laughs) that's interesting. And, um, so that's actually if. If you, if anybody wants to look at my music, it's called La La Land. That's the first song I wrote, and I and I never thought that I would actually write songs. But then after that, um, I like the songs would just keep coming in my head. Like they would just, I never tried to write a song, and they would just like come into my head. And um, yeah, actually, it's uh, one of my my favorite thing to do is to sing and play piano, to sing like jazz music, and to sing wow. my songs that I've written. Um, but yeah, it's kind of. It's really a blessing because um, some of the songs even, like, I, the best way to put it, it sounds a little crazy, but um, I, I feel like God gives me a lot of these songs. He just, like, gives them to me because I don't, like, try to write them. They just come to me, and often I don't even know what they mean. I'm like, okay, uh, cool. That sounds like a nice song about something good. But I have no idea how that applies to my life. And then, like, a lot of times later, it it happens. Like, it comes true. Like, whatever it is. And a lot of my songs are actually about, like, purity and chastity. And, like, um, being, like, falling in love, but but in a pure way and waiting for the right man. And, um, and so, yeah, a lot of these songs, like, I, I wrote them and didn't know how they applied because I, I didn't have <laughs> that man in my life of, like oh, this man's pursuing purity and chastity. And, you know, so I didn't even know if they would ever come true, but I would sing them anyways because they're kind of just like hopeful songs. Um, And then, yeah, like they would, then things would happen in the songs. I'm like, oh, interesting. Okay, yeah, that's a good thing. So, yeah, the songs are, um, they're a blessing from God. (laughs) I like to sing. Yeah, (laughs) it's fun. that's beautiful. Now, when you were writing some of these songs, both in college and now, were you writing based on current emotions that you were having? Like you were longing for a relationship or longing for a man? Um, or what kind of drove the lyrics to those songs? Yeah, so like some of them were really current to whatever situation I was in. And some of them were kind of like dreamy in a way. And then some of them I really just was like, what? I don't even know how that applies to my life. But, um, yeah, they, 
So pretty much like the whole basis of all my songs was that I I had this desire on my heart to like to get married one day and I and I'd always think like, "Ah, oh, I don't know. Like is that my vocation? Maybe I'm going to be a nun. Like I don't really know. I really love God and stuff." But um but I really had it on my heart like, "No, I think I'm going to get married someday." But it was always an I think because ever since I was young, I just had these like these high standards for whoever the whoever I would actually date. Mm-hmm. I had pretty high standards. And it wasn't because I thought that I was perfect or anything and deserved a good man. It wasn't like that. Um, it was just like, all right, I'm fine in my life. I'm fine because God takes care of me. You know, I, I'm going to keep serving him. I'm going to do what he calls me to do. I'm going to live my life. I'm going to put my heart into all the things that I do. And so if there isn't, you know, someone that's going to call me on and lead me closer to um, being a better version of myself and pursuing what is good and true and righteous, then I'm just going to, you know, I'm okay with being single. So it's kind of like that where I just had like these these pretty high standards for who I would date because I wanted to date someone who was actually going to lead me closer to Christ. And um, so that was kind of just in my songs of like, all right, you know, like, I'm longing for somebody. So, mm-hmm. like, some of them, you know, are kind of like, oh, I'm lonely again, or whatever it is. <laughs> like, you know, like, oh, where, you know, where's my man? Or yeah, it's where's like, my man? <laughs> is that the title of one of your yeah, songs? Yeah, that's the t- No, it's not. <laughs> where's my man? No, so I'm obviously, you know, I'm uh, summarizing here. <laughs> no. um, but, yeah, like, they they would be like you know a little dreamy or a little bit longing but at the same time content in a way because it's like all right i'd rather especially so there's this one song that i wrote called sweet waiting and it's all about what it's saying is i would rather wait for the right man who's going to be good for me and i'm going to be good for him like someone who's actually going to call me on to be better um just by the way he is just by being who he is I would rather wait for him, even if I have to wait forever and never meet him, than to settle just for anybody who just because just because I'm lonely or just because um, I feel like I'm supposed to date and then marry somebody. I I didn't want to do that. So my song "Sweet Waiting" is all about that. It's like, all right, I'm saving, I'm saving all of me because I know that like, you know, I. As a woman, so women are, I mean, we have everyone, every person has inherent value in their soul. And um, especially like women are gifts to men. We are, They. it's said that men are the glory of God and women are the glory of man. And so we're gifts to men. And so it, it only makes sense that we would save ourselves as gifts for that one man, whoever it is, that... Um, that we want to walk the journey of life with. And so so I wrote that song saying, you know what? It's it's so worth it to just wait and save that as a gift. Save all everything of me as a gift and just wait um, for that right man, even if I never meet him. Because um, the world can sometimes, it can sometimes seem hopeless. It just, mm-hmm. uh, it's not always easy to find it's, well, it's not easy to find what you're looking for. If you know what you want, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes a while. But 
if you know what you want, you will find it. It's true. Um, so yeah, that's what that's what my songs are mostly about, especially <laughs> that one song, Sweet Waiting. <laughs> yeah, and can you remind us what the title of that song is again? Yes, yeah, Sweet Waiting. Sweet, Sweet waiting, waiting is the name of the song. So it's on. I, I actually have I have a couple albums out. <laughs> There's like silly songs that I wrote, but it's on the album Hand in Hand. Perfect. So, yeah. And if um, do I have your permission to include a link of? Sure. That song, so if people you guys can check listen, it out. <laughs> go redhead. <laughs> so you said something that struck me, and that you defined your values and who you wanted in a future husband. So, I mean, I, I think that every woman has her own values just based on experiences and based on her interests, etc. Maybe family life too. But is there any, was there any deep dive or was there any like exercise you did to think about those more and like physically write them down? Or what method did you have to like reassure and come, come to find those values? Yeah, no, I actually did. So I, when I was in high school, I remember I read a series, I read a bunch of books that, um, just books about, um, chastity. And there was this one book called how to find your soulmate without losing your soul. (laughs) And I remember reading that book and, and a few others, um, a few books, uh, let's see, Christopher West, I think wrote a book that, um, was kind of like, a teenager's version of the theology of the body by john paul ii and i read these books thinking like okay i know that there's a bigger purpose for like who i am as a woman and i want to learn what that is and after reading those books i saw like the bigger picture i'm like oh okay like this is important it is important to be picky in like who you want to date it's it's important because First of all, um, it kind of reflects who you are. You're not just anybody. Like, everyone is so unique. You're a unique, incommunicable soul. And so being picky reflects that because um, if you were to just say, like, oh, I'll take anybody or whatever, <laughs> and everyone were to say that, then what would be the purpose? But in you saying, okay, like, this is who I am and this is who I'm looking for, well, that person is probably looking for you. Um, so, so yeah, there's that incommunicability of the soul. And, um, so after reading these books, I, I realized that, yeah, I kind of want to make a list, uh, just write down, like, what am I looking for in a man? Because if I don't even know what I'm looking for, how am I going to find him? Mm -hmm. If I, if I am like, if I believe and I firmly believe that God created me and he created another soul that we that he willed that it would please him that we would find each other so that we could serve him together because he says i mean god says in the bible he says it's not good that man should be alone let me make him a helpmate and so i firmly believed and still believe that every soul has another soul that god created that we have free will so we can choose whoever we can but i believe that there is someone out there for everyone that god created um, if you're looking for that other mm-hmm. and you want to find that other, that you two are suitable together to serve the Lord, mm-hmm. which is such a beautiful thing. 
And so I made I made my list. I <laughs> I came up with all the things. I'm like, okay, he has to be hardworking. He has to he has to treat me like a like a queen. Like he has to treat me well. He has to like he has to love God more than he loves me. And all these mm-hmm. things that I like wrote on the list that and I was like, I'm not backing down on these ever. Um, wrote it in high school, and um, and it's funny because I actually apparently never threw out that list because <laughs> nice. I was looking for something last week or maybe no it was like two weeks ago I was looking for something I found that list I'm like wow and I'm a minimalist so it, you guys don't know me but I uh I get rid of everything that I don't use I only own things that I use and I don't have much I I mean I packed up my entire life in my car and I drove out across the country with all that I own and so yeah wow. I don't have much and for some reason I saved that list and I found it a couple weeks ago and I was like, okay, okay, checking up, like, all right, my, did I follow this list? Am I, <laughs> did I live true to this? And, uh, well, I, I'm not going to give that away. <laughs> not yet. I'll, I'll try it <laughs> out sometime. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you found the list. Found the list. It's exciting. So, so then, <laughs> my next thought, or my next question is, did you ever hit a point where you felt either alone or perhaps defeated or were like, man, I feel like there's nobody out here who is going to meet this list of values and maybe maybe either there isn't anybody out there for me or maybe I need to start compromising. Did that thought ever get into your brain what a good question so (laughs) oh yes it did so i had so i went to um i went to the school for college i went to franciscan university of steubenville and it's this catholic school where i made quite a few really good friends who supported me in my they knew like i mean you know girls talk (laughs) and they knew that I had really high standards and they supported me in that they're like yeah that's great you know I believe I trust in God like you're gonna find that man so keep waiting like that's awesome and um so you know things things were fun and dandy and then you know left college and life hits you hard (laughs) and there are a lot of people out there that will discourage you in your dreams too not just not just men that you meet that are disappointing or whatever it is (laughs) but friends like any anybody you meet that that they might tell you like oh just give up like that's ridiculous you're never gonna find that you're never gonna get what you want like no mm-hmm. the world is harsh and cruel and no 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 and there's some there are many people that have that attitude and they won't be afraid to tell you and they it's like they're they're afraid that you're gonna keep hoping and you're gonna be disappointed so they want to disappoint you prematurely so you're less hurt or perhaps they just want to be a realist or that's... Yeah, it's like they're, try- they're trying right? to be good to you right. in a way. Like, they think it's what's good to tell you. They, they think, ha, ah, I better tell- warn them this now. Warn them so they, so they don't get as hurt later. But, but honestly, like, what that really is is it's just, it's just encouraging you to not let yourself be vulnerable. It's encouraging you to close off your heart and say, all right, I give up. And then it's true. Like, they, they did exactly what they wanted to do. They, they helped you, quote-unquote, helped you to set your expectations lower, lose your hope, and then you won't be disappointed and it won't be hurt as badly. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, 
if you want to really experience the good things of life and the joys, the true joys, you have to open your heart to pain. You have to be vulnerable. If you don't do that, like you're going to miss out on all the true joys that do exist. They might be hidden. They might be roses hidden behind thorns, mm-hmm. but they are roses and you won't find them if you close off your heart. So, um, so yeah, there were, there were people that discouraged me, that told me to give up. Even people close to me, um, who, very close to me, who, who would say like, uh, you need to just, you know, give up and just date this person that we know and that you know and whatever Mm -hmm. else. And, and I listened Mm -hmm. and then it, it really hit me hard one day. This man that I'm dating now, pursuing what's convenient and what's comfortable that's not what I'm pursuing in my life. Like, I want to pursue what is true and what is righteous. That's my number one goal because that's pursuing Christ. And so that's it. Like, I'm done. I, I would rather pursue what is true all alone than, than because I gave up just be, like, kind of dating someone and maybe end up marrying someone that... Um, was just there or that mm-hmm. someone else told me I, I should just date them. And so I said, okay, I, I'm done. Like, I don't, I don't really want to date guys at least for a while. I, I just want to focus on like, how's God calling me to serve right now? What's he calling me to do? And, um, around that point in my life, I, which is, um, somewhat recently, I realized like, you know what? I feel like God is calling me to do something big, something epic. I don't know why. I don't know what, but <laughs> I really feel like he's calling me to trust him big time. And um, eventually, I, I found this job in Colorado <laughs> where I teach, <laughs> and where I would teach math and science at this little Catholic high school out in Denver and um, in, in Colorado, like... In Colorado, that's across the country. And I was right. like, that's nuts. I, I'm not moving across the country all by myself. I don't know anybody out there. And after, like, you know, is the whole process of things happening, I realized, I realized that, okay, God is definitely calling me to move out here. He's calling me to do something big. Um, he definitely wants me out here. I don't know exactly why, but I know that he wants me out here. So... I packed up all my stuff. I told my family goodbye. They were a little more than a little upset. They were they were pretty upset. Aww. But <laughs> I miss them. They miss me. But you know, I, I talk with them often. But um, so I packed up all my stuff. I gave away a ton of stuff, and then I just drove across the country single handedly because actually my sister broke my hand playing tag like a couple weeks before I drove across the country. So I literally oh, wow. single handedly <laughs> moved my life across the country. And single handedly. Yeah. <laughs> so. The broken hand. And um, so, yeah, then I moved I moved over here and was like, all right, I'm going to focus on just, like, I'm going to focus on my job. I'm going to, like, try to serve. And I'm not worried about dating anybody. I, you know, that's it. Um, and so I, I was like, all right. I haven't, in a way, like, I'm giving up. But now I'm not giving up by giving up. And that sounds ridiculous, so let me explain. (laughs) I was going to say, my next question is, please explain. Okay, here we go. So so I decided, I'm like, okay, I, if I were to just, like, date whoever, like, first man I meet out here that asked me on a date, and I'm just like, all right, cool, you know, there's there's some guy, he's he's a good guy, I'm going to date him, that's it. Then I'd be giving up. So I 
gave up guys. I gave up worrying and was like, all right, you know, I'll go on a couple <clears throat> casual dates. Great. That's fine. Um, but I'm not saying a real yes until I know that this is like the guy that God wants me to date right now. So I guess what I'm saying is don't give up. Think of what you want. Like think of what it is that you want in that significant other. Um, not because you're being selfish of like, oh, so-and-so has to be this attractive or whatever. <laughs> not like that. <laughs> but really like what, what you think is compatible with your soul to better serve Christ and who you think you would be compatible with that they would better serve in just better, be a better person, better um, uh, helping other people and, and just like, I don't know, making more friends. Friendship is great. <laughs> you know, whatever else it is, make a list. Like, think of what you want. Think of what's important to you. Because if you if you hold that standard, people will rise to it. Mm-hmm. If you hold a standard, people will rise. Um, so, yeah, don't give up. <laughs> well, that was really well said. Um, I have... I have another um, question or just something that I thought of as you were speaking. So don't give up. I mean, that's such powerful advice. What would you say to someone who maybe isn't as courageous or say as bold potentially as you are? Or maybe there's somebody who is deeply afraid of being alone how do you how do you tailor your advice well or not tailor it but I guess how do you enhance that message so okay yeah yeah how do I make it even more clear so um so here's what it is to to get what you want if it's a good thing that you want it takes trust it takes trust in God it takes trust that th- that it could work out. Mm-hmm. And to trust is bold. And that takes courage. So, like, you know, if you're, if you're timid, you're afraid, well, the fact is, you just need to turn around, let go. Be like, alright, I've been afraid. I've been discouraged. I've been, like unsure, not wanting to like step out or step out of my comfort zone because I don't really like to, you know, make big moves or whatever it is or like, I'm afraid I'm going to be alone. You know what? You just have to trust and say, that's it. Maybe I'm going to be alone. Maybe I, maybe I'm going to be alone for a long time and maybe I won't even know what I'm looking for for a while when I'm alone. I won't even know yet what I'm looking for. But I can do it because, you know, God's always on the side of whoever is trying to, whoever is trying to pursue what is good, he'll always bless you. And so you just have to step out anyway. And honestly, like sometimes it takes some time when you finally make that decision of I'm just going to trust and I'm going to be bold. Sometimes it takes some time to know, to realize, okay, this is what I'm looking for. This is who I am. This is what I value. It takes time, 
But sometimes that's after you choose to just step out. Wow. Powerful words and very encouraging also. That was such good advice. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that. Um, Well, gosh, this has been so, so exciting to just listen to you share your story and sharing how you created those values and just took a leap of faith basically put your entire trust in God moved out here prayed so deeply for that partner that you had been seeking for basically your entire womanhood right (laughs) (laughs) or you know since you were two or whenever you wrote those anyway (laughs) you can (laughs) and then once you hit the point of giving it to God or releasing your fears or saying like okay, you know, this is above and beyond me. Please help. Then you started dating somebody. I mean, what a great story to share. Yeah. So. Yeah, as soon as you, as soon as you let go, you get what you wanted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you again. Really appreciate your time in this message. And the one last question that I like to ask all interviewees is what's, Sorry, what's one small thing we can do to make the world a better place? Well, in relation to this topic, a way to make the world a better place would be to really just like let go of control and and trust and really wait for that significant other to actually wait in all aspects um, because it'll call others on to be better people and that would really make the world a better place I love that thank you it's such a good message so how do people get a hold of you or reach you if they heard something you were saying and and want to learn more or just want to reach out to you because of your awesome story or personality. <laughs> so I have Facebook, so you can message me on Facebook, Christina Pretzel. I think I'm the only one, so <laughs> it's a pretty weird last name. <laughs> but. Christina with a K or a CH? With a CH. And Pretzel is like pretzel, but it has an extra, it has an A in it. I shouldn't say an extra A because there's no A in pretzel. <laughs> E-T-Z-E-L. Christina Pretzel. Pretzel. Awesome. So people can reach out to you on Facebook and I'll obviously put your name in the post and then I'll share that link to the song that you um, gave us earlier so people can take a listen and be more inspired. Anything else you wanted to share with your listeners? Well, I hope that you all survive the winter snow. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I love snow, so... (laughs) Me too. (laughs) I'm really glad it's here. Well, thanks again so much Christina really appreciate your time thanks to all the listeners Um, as per usual I just could not do this without you and truly appreciate your support um, of this season and of this episode and I cannot wait to publish this for everyone to hear it so 
Thanks, Christine. Thank you. Hers to Tell, Season 1, Episode 2. That's a wrap. Thanks, everybody. Take care.